The following program contains mature content matter. Listener discretion is advised. Since the dawn of time, the world has been plagued by demons and monsters, cloaked by the night and shadows. However, humanity found out about these creatures and sent out brave men and women to defend their homelands. These are the tales of the Monster Hunters. Our first story begins just before 11 p.m. outside the Dixon Logistics Warehouse where an unhappy Scarlet has just materialized. Shaking their head, they begin to walk towards the front door. Look at this rabble going inside. I was pretty sure after that tube train at Paddington hit me, I'd never have to deal with the working class ever again. (sighs) I'd ask what I'd done to deserve this. But I already know the answer to that painful question. Once inside, Scarlet swipes their badge and passes through the turnstile. (sighs) Here we go. The midnight shift. Lovely. Up ahead, they see employees walking in and out of the locker room. Scarlet avoids the room, not knowing where their locker would even be. Instead, they walk forward and around the corner towards the lunchroom. Oh, bollocks. What a depressing-looking room. Oh, what is that smell? Oh, Scarlet. Scarlet looks to their left and sees a woman of medium height with short black hair, smiling from ear to ear, walking towards them. Hmm. She's a cute one, ain't she? Maybe this won't be so bad after all. Scarlet glances at the approaching woman's ID badge and sees her name is Amelia. You're back. Amelia immediately hugs Scarlet. Oh, you're back. Why didn't you tell me you would be back tonight? You knew you could have taken off as much time as you wanted, right? I know, but I was feeling better, so I wanted to get back at it. Oh, well, that's good. We can use your help. We have new recruits to train tonight. Uh, New recruits? (laughs) Yeah, I know. First night back and... Wham! Training. But it's our job, you know. You can never have enough hunters. Amelia pats Scarlet on the shoulder as they both walk towards the warehouse doors. Hunters? What do you mean, hunters? Oh boy. Looks like the toxin we used on that vampire bite is having some side effects on you. Vampire bite? Yes, vampire bite. Remember one of those red tracksuit vampires jumped to you and got the better of you? But the vampire was the last thing on Scarlet's mind at that moment. All that was running through it was the fact that she was a hunter. Scarlet knew of their existence, but a hunter? This woman was a hunter? Hey, you okay? Perfect excuse for missing memories from this host. Scarlet thought. Oi, Scarlet, hello. Uh, Are you okay? Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Amelia. This toxin, I I think it may have caused me to forget. (sighs) Yeah, there was always the chance that there could be side effects. But don't worry, I'll help you remember. I can't believe that I don't even remember being a hunter. I actually thought I was coming to do actual warehouse work. Well, there is actual work to be done in a warehouse when we are not hunting. Don't forget this warehouse is owned and operated by Dixon Foods. Donnie Dixon is the one who bankrolls this operation for hunters. Donnie Dixon? I've heard of him. Did Donnie ever hunt? Nah, but his father did. 
Tony went into the business for himself and opened a successful chain of grocery stores. Even though he did not become a hunter, he wanted to honor his father's memory. So, while serving as the distribution center, this warehouse would also serve as a front for the hunter's network he set up. Hunters would work out of here and when they were not hunting or training new hunters, they would be performing warehouse duties. But to be honest, most of us never really do any warehouse work. We always make sure we have hunter business that needs attending to. So the other employees have no idea what's going on here? <laughs> Completely in the dark. Bolivius is more like it. You okay? Ah, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I was just trying to remember, so bear with me. No worries. So, this is a little embarrassing, but do we have an office or a command center? Something we only know about? Sure do. At the end of the south side of the building, there's a tractor trailer parked there only hunters have access to. No one else goes in there. Far as they know, the trailer backed in it too hard and got stuck on the locking mechanism while wedging itself into the roll up door. To try and pull the trailer out would do more damage to the building. I'll show you after we meet the new recruits. Amelia and Scarlet continue to walk until they reach the north side of the building and stop in the receiving area where the afternoon shift is standing by the punch clock ready to go home, while the midnight shift mingles around waiting for their shift to begin. Now we wait for our DM to come up and do the startup. DM? Sorry, department manager. Um... I need to use the washroom. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Where is the washroom again? Just walk by the office. It's on your left. Scarlet hurries off towards the washroom, walking inside, and walks towards the last stall. Once inside, they lock the door behind them. Scarlet takes a deep breath, then looks down into the toilet bowl and waves their hand above it as a small mist rises up. When it clears, they see the reflection of their death dealer on top of the water. Oh, hello, Reaper. I wasn't expecting to hear from you. What can I do for you? Do for me? You son of a bitch. Did you know your miserable sods put me in the body of a bloody hunter? Yes, I know. You know? Of course I know. Who do you think suggested it? Why would you suggest it? Do you realise what you've done to me? Yes. Unlike your first failed attempt on the human plane, I've given you the life of someone whose purpose in life actually meant something. Maybe I didn't want that wasn't really for you to decide, Reaper. Once you accepted and did not try to dispute what your punishment was, you left the door wide open for me. Ugh! Killing monsters is just going to add more and more time to my sentence here on Earth! How so? If I'm on a hunt and no balls appear telling me what we're hunting is supposed to die and I kill it, then that's ten more years. That only applies to non-monsters. What? Monsters are... Different. It's hard to see when they are going to die because they are so unpredictable. So many monsters you can actually kill while hunting them for whatever reason. You will not be punished. Of course, you will still have to collect their soul after it's slain. Oh. Okay, then. However. Of course. If you should kill a monster who did nothing to deserve that fate, then you will have ten years added to your sentence. Not... Every monster is a monster. <laughs> Just came up with that. Are we clear? Yeah. Bad monsters, I can kill. Not good monsters, until they become bad monsters, I don't kill. Got it. Excellent. Now, is there anything else? Mercifully, no. 
Then happy hunting, Reaper. Scarlet watches as the Death Dealer's face fades away. Then flushes the toilet, opens the stall door, and steps out. Scarlet washes her face, then walks back to the front of the receiving office where all of the midnight shift is assembled as they wait for the DM to come out of the office. Feel better? Not really. Are you sure you're ready to come back to work? No, but I don't really have a choice in the matter. <sighs> yeah, I feel you. Damn money. You want it, you gotta work for it. Hmm. So how many of these people are actually hunters? Eh, just Liam. Who's Liam? He's inside the office, talking to the DM. Does our DM have a name? Winston. At that moment, the door of the receiving office opens, and Winston walks out along with Liam towards the assembled workers. Liam sees Scarlet and immediately walks towards them while Winston begins to do his startup with the assembled in front of him. Holy smoke, Scarlet. Look at you. It's like that vamp never bit you. I know, right? Man, if she looks this good after a vamp bite, I might just let myself get bit. Take that toxin myself. I wouldn't suggest that. Why not? The side effects of the toxin have scrambled her memory. Memory loss? Unfortunately, I told her we can walk her along until it all comes back to her. Winston walks over towards them after completing his startup. Wow. You look pretty good for someone who's knocking on death's door. So I keep getting told. Amelia brings Winston up to speed on Scarlet's condition. Well, we knew there might be some side effects. Memory loss not being one of them. But hey, at least you're alive. So, where are our new recruits? Winston gestures to the three to walk with him. Well, that is just the thing. The two of them never showed up. What? No shows. No phone call, text message, nothing. Are you thinking something's happened to them? We don't know for sure, Scarlet. There have been times people have decided they don't want to be trained and just don't show. But that is not the impression I got from those two when I spoke to them last week. Who are they? Jude and Ken Evans. They live about ten minutes from here. Oh, you think something has happened to them, don't you? We should take a ride out to their place. Well, Scarlet, I guess the best way to get back into the swing of things is just to jump right into it. Alright, let's gear up. Stay safe. And notify me the minute you know something. Liam begins to walk off towards the south end of the building as Amelia and Scarlet follow behind him. You believe something has happened to them, don't you? I really hope not. But unfortunately, yeah, I do. After a few minutes, they reach the south side of the building and head towards the end of the south dock. Once there, they walk towards the emergency exit door. Liam swipes his card and the door opens as the three walk down the six steps, then towards the 53-foot trailer. Liam walks up the steps, then swipes his badge again. The door beeps and unlocks. Once inside, Scarlet sees a workstation on each side of the trailer. One of the persons sitting there, named Christy, sees Scarlet and gets to her feet and steps towards her. Oh my god, Scarlet! It's so good to see you! How have you been? Um, uh, better. Um, Christy, Scarlet. It, it's me, Christy. Sorry, Christy. What's, what's wrong with her? It's a toxin. It saved her life, but it scrambled her mind. Is, is she gonna be okay? Eventually. Is there anything I can do for her? <laughs> I can think of a few things. Just be patient is all. Okay, but if you need anything, Scarlet, anything at all, just let me know. Thank you. Scarlet glances back at Christy as they begin to walk away, then looks at Amelia. 
Were me and her an item? <laughs> you wish. Oh, pity. On both sides of the trailer are a host of lockers. And this is your locker. I don't remember my combination. Unfortunately, me or Liam don't know it either. You're gonna have to get the cutters from Moose. Moose? Amelia points towards a tall, imposing figure sitting at the end of the trailer in front of the weapons cage. Thanks. Bloody hell. How many small children is this bloke eating? Scarlet, I was not expecting to see you back in your feet so soon. Yeah, well, the toxin sure did my body good. I heard about those two recruits. I really hope they're okay. So do we, Moose. What can I do for you? I forgot my combination for my locker. I'm gonna need to cut the lock off. No need, I have everyone's combinations. You do? Yes, ma'am. Moose looks at the computer screen and begins to type quickly, retrieving the combination, then writes it down. Here you go. Thanks. Scarlet walks off back towards the locker, while Amelia and Liam look through their side bags. Scarlet opens their locker, and then pulls out the blue side bag. Looking inside, they see a small caliber pistol, along with a sawed-off shotgun. There is ammo that consists of iron and silver bullet rounds, along with salt rock. There is also four vials of holy water and a silver dagger. Like I need all this rubbish. All I need to do is use Death's Touch to kill these monsters. Hey, you okay? Ah, yeah. Just making sure I got everything. Lock and load, ladies. Soon the three of them are driving away from the warehouse towards their destination. Once they arrive, Liam pulls up to the curb in front of the house. Here we are, ladies. Stay sharp. The three get out of the SUV and look around the residential area. It's dark inside. We'll go around back and let ourselves in. Once they reach the back of the house, they step onto the deck and Amelia opens the sliding door that, to everyone's surprise, is unlocked. Should that have been unlocked? Oh yeah. I'm sure it's fine. Amelia walks in first, followed by Liam, and then Scarlet. All three stopped once they are inside the kitchen. Oh, nothing feels right about this. They all draw their handguns, then begin to walk into the hall, then stop. They look into the dining room, which is empty, and then move forward, walking by the stairs towards the living room and looking in to see it is also empty. I don't know, guys. So far, I'm not seeing anything that looks out of the ordinary. Then where are they? Scarlet looks up above, hearing a noise. Upstairs. They walk towards and up the stairs, stopping at the top of the hallway. You hear that? They all look down towards the bedroom at the end of the hall. Okay. On me. They begin to walk slowly down the hall, open the closed door, and step inside into a medium-sized room with one single bed. I know I heard something in here. Could just be your nerves. First night back in all. Liam turns to look at the closet and walks towards it, stopping in front as he motions to Scarlet to open it. Scarlet walks to the door, looks at Liam who nods, then opens the door as Liam takes aim and they both see it as empty. This makes no sense. I know I heard something up here. Hmm. Maybe your mind is playing tricks on us. Uh, guys? Both of them look up to Amelia, who immediately points up to the ceiling, where they see Judd and Ken pressed up against it. Oh, crap. Both suddenly drop down to the floor, and with the element of surprise on their side, they easily take all three of them down. You didn't think you'd show up. So sorry to almost disappoint you. You're them, aren't you? You're Jude and Ken Evans? Or should I say, you used to be them. You're a quick one, aren't you? They're demons. This was all set up to get us here. 
Well, we couldn't come to the warehouse now, could we? That place has been blessed, and next to being built on holy ground cannot be breached by any supernatural beings. And just so you know, Judd, when he was still the actual Judd, did make the call for us. <laughs> and they were both so looking forward to being trained as hunters. We knew once we did not show up, you would come looking to see what happened to them. Spoiler, they've been dead for a week now. So, what? This is your sad little plan to take out hunters? We know it is a mere pittance. After we've killed you there, we will then call and say you need backup, and then war will come. I know it may not seem like much, but one hunter dead, ten hunters dead, that just rids the world of more of your kind. Liam goes to move, but is suddenly lifted from the floor and thrust into the closet door. You will burn for that. But before Amelia can splash holy water on the two, she is lifted off the floor and hurled into the mirror. Amelia! And then there was one. Let's have some fun with her before we kill her. <laughs> that is funny. You're gonna kill me. You think this is funny? Scarlet looks over to Liam first and then Amelia and sees them both knocked out. Wait until you see the punchline. Judd and Ken look on as Scarlet suddenly morphs into their true form. Oh no. It can't be! She's a reaper! Very good. Demons. Now here's the punchline I was telling you about. In one fell swoop, Scarlet swings their scythe at the two demons, killing them instantly. Oh. Hearing Amelia, Scarlet morphs back to their human form, then walks over to her just as she is getting to her feet. Are you okay? Amelia looks over at the two bodies laid out, then back at Scarlet. You stopped them. Yeah. Holy water. You gotta love it. Holy shit, Scarlet. Nice job. Looks like you remembered some things. So, what happens now? We just can't leave them like this. Man, Scarlet, you really need to start remembering. Liam pulls out his cell phone, then steps into the hall. Don't mind him. He always gets bitchy whenever he's near the killed. Who's he calling? Rashford. Rashford? Who's he? Okay, we need to go. He is on the way. I'll tell you after. Not too long after, the three are driving away from the house. Hey, Scarlet. Sorry to have snapped at you back there. No worries. It's okay. You know, it's not even midnight yet. And the bars are still open for another couple of hours. I'm in. What do you say, Scarlet? Are you implying we go have drinks on company time? Yes. Scarlet looks at Amelia, who is sitting next to her, who takes Scarlet's hand and squeezes it. <laughs> that works for me. I may have lost my memory, but I haven't lost my mind. Meanwhile, in Pentastic Lanes, Reggie's bowling team has just finished bowling its last game. As Reggie says goodnight to his teammates, he walks over to return his shoes. Hey, Reggie. How did your team do tonight? Not too good, Rachel. The Holy Rollers crucified us tonight. <laughs> You're funny, Reggie. Crucified you. <laughs> The guys didn't think so. They blame me for our loss. They're just stupid then. Win together or lose together. Eh, I guess you're right. Don't be down, Reggie. 
How about I buy you a drink? I'm off in ten minutes. Okay, I'll meet you in the bar. Reggie begins to walk off and is surprised to see Naveen. Reggie, Naveen. what are you doing here? I uh, just finished bowling with my team. You're on a bowling team? Does no one wonder where I go on Tuesday nights? Apparently not. Why are you here? I'm picking up Chloe. Chloe's here? Yeah, she told me she's at the bar. Well, that's where I'm headed. I thought you didn't drink. I don't. Then why are you headed here? Well, Rachel offered to buy me a drink. Naveen now stops. Rachel? Who's Rachel? She uh, hands out the bowling shoes. Naveen quickly looks over to where Rachel is. Hey, she's cute, Reggie. You better not let Bruno meet her. Why not? You're kidding, right? The two soon step into the bar and immediately see an unhappy Chloe sitting alone. Chloe? Naveen, Reggie, what are you doing here? I bowl on a team every Tuesday. You do? <sighs> I think the bigger question is, what are you doing here? I was here on a date. And where is your date? If he's smart, on his way home. Oh, things went that bad, huh? <sighs> he promised me dinner and drinks after bowling. He forgot to mention it would be dinner and drinks here. Yikes. Reggie, who are these people? Oh, hey, Rachel. This is Naveen. Nice to meet you. And this is Chloe. Hello. You did not tell me you had such a pretty friend. Tonks. I uh, think she meant me. I can leave you alone if you want. No, no, no. Chloe and I are just friends. You have nothing to worry about. Are you saying Reggie is not good enough for you? What is going on here? I'm not saying that at all, Missy. Stop trying to put words into my mouth. In a minute, I'm going to put something else in your mouth. God, can't fight. Is that so? Please, you two, there's no need to fight. We're all just friends here. Chloe and Rachel eye each other for a moment, then back down. See, no violence required. I'm going to get to some drinks, Reggie. What do you want? Just a ginger ale, please. Could you get me a seven and a rye, please? I could. Rachel shakes her head and walks off. She's not getting me that drink, is she? Uh, you've got quite the friend there, Reggie. Really full of beans. I didn't know she got excited so easy. I warned him to make sure not to let Bruno meet her. Oh, Bruno won't like her. How can you be so sure? She hands out shoes, Naveen. Need I say more? That's a good point. Oh, she's still here. And where did you think I would be? Any other empty table in here. Naveen quickly gets up as he sees Chloe get to her feet and takes her hand. That is fine. We can go sit elsewhere. You two kids have fun. Come on, Chloe. I'll buy you a drink. Chloe and Rachel eye each other as Naveen leads her away. Finally, we are alone. Here's a ginger ale, Reggie. Thanks. Rachel, I told you, Chloe and I are just friends. Does she know that? Reggie's friend is something else, eh, Chloe? Yes, she is something. Oh, come on, don't be too hard on her. She's the first woman next to his mom who wants to be alone with him. I guess. Besides, Reggie knows not to hit on you or else Bruno will get mad. <laughs> I will pretend I didn't hear that. This is nice, huh, Reggie? The two of us finally spending some time together? Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> it's okay, Reggie. Don't be nervous. I'm not gonna bite you. Just yet. Wait, what? 
Yes. Suddenly, Rachel takes Reggie's head in both her hands, and she stares right into his eyes. You want to come outside with me, don't you? Uh, yeah. Forever. Together forever. Rachel begins to get up, as does Reggie, and looks over at Chloe and Naveen, who are paying them no bother. And Bruno is just so full of himself at the best of times, if not all the time. I mean, honestly, how does Pat or anyone put up with him? I think the bigger question here is, for someone who does not want anything to do with him, you sure are going on about him. Well, you brought him up. But... You don't have to go on about him. Like, honestly, Chloe, when Bruno's not around, I don't want to think or talk to him. Speaking of not being around, where did Reggie and Morticia go? Hey, them gone. Speaking of Bruno, you're about as observant as he is. What are you doing? Something is off here. Reggie would not just leave without saying something to us. Maybe he did not say anything because himself and Morticia went outside to get their freak on. You really think he went to get his freak on? Oh, snap, you're right. Something is wrong. Outside, Rachel has lured Reggie towards her car and suddenly stops with him at the rear of the car. Looks around at the empty parking lot, then focuses on Reggie. Don't worry, my love. I'm not going to completely drain you. I'm going to take just enough blood and then turn you so we will be together forever. What is that song? Why are you humming it? Uh, It's just a song I sing whenever I'm nervous. Don't be nervous, my love. I won't... But Reggie's humming turns into full singing. No, stop. Don't sing. No singing. But Reggie does not reply as he continues to sing. Uh, We could have been so happy together, but now you leave me no choice. This is the only way to get you to stop singing that terrible song. Reggie! Rachel looks towards the approaching Chloe and Naveen and hisses at them. Oh, scrapes! She's a vampire! (laughs) What gave it away? Her glowing smile? Oh my god, I'm starting to sound like Bruno. Come no further, or I will... But before the last words can come out of Rachel's mouth... Chloe has reached into her purse and drawn a small wooden stake and has thrown it at Rachel, striking her in the heart. No! Rachel releases Reggie and looks down at the stake in her heart, as Chloe has run up around the car and grabbed Reggie just as Rachel begins to scream. She's gonna blow! Hit the pavement, Chloe! Chloe barely pulls Reggie down to the pavement just as Rachel explodes, covering her car and the car next to her in blood and guts. Are you okay? Why are you on top of me? Naveen has run over and looks down at the two. Should I come back? Oh, shut up and help us up. Once Reggie is back on his feet, he looks over at the two cars that are covered in blood and entrails. Is that... Yeah, sorry, dude. It's Rachel. Wow, I never had any clue she was one. I thought she actually liked me. If it's any consolation, she liked you enough that when she wanted to bite on you, so you and her could live happily ever after together. I, uh, don't... I think that is any real comfort. Then I get nothing. can't believe she was a vampire this whole time. That would explain why she only worked at night. There you go. You figured that out all on your own. Now we can go before anyone comes out here and sees us standing next to these two bloodstained car. He's right. We need to go now. Where are you parked, Naveen? Just over there. The three begin to walk off, and as they draw close to Naveen's cab... Reggie begins to hum together forever again. Hold up. 
What is he doing? Sounds like he is humming the words to Together Forever. Thank you, I got that. Why in the blue hell is he humming such a bad song? Uh, you know he is standing right there, don't you? Here's a crazy thought. Why don't you ask him? Reggie! Reggie! Why you are sing that terrible song? But Reggie does not respond, continuing to hum. Maybe it's some sort of defense mechanism. He only does that when he is scared, or was scared. Then make him stop! I can't listen to that all the way to his place. Reggie suddenly stops humming. Happy? He's done. Music to my ears. But Reggie begins to sing together forever again. Naveen frowns and looks at Chloe, who is half smiling. You, by chance, have another stake in your purse? I do. Can I have it, please? What are you going to do with it? Stab Reggie to shut him up? No. Then what? I'm going to jam it into my ears. Thank you for listening to Tales of the Monster Hunters podcast. Volume 2. Issue 2. Created by Antonio and Enzo Ferrara. Directed and produced by Antonio and Enzo Ferrara. Cover art by Enzo Ferrara. Written by Antonio Ferrara. Creative and script consultant Paul Cairns. This issue starred. Ashley Tyler as Scarlett. Roberta Jackson as Chloe. Anna Gassica as Amelia. Val Chia as Rachel. Raven Batonio as Christy. Paul Cairns as Reggie. Brock Overbay as Liam. Tao Harris as Death Dealer. Simon Burlongan as Winston. Roy Loder as Moose. Hadi Moklab as Ken. Nicholas Sykes as Judd. And Mahendra Dana as Naveen. Narrated by Alan Chambers. Editing and music by Alexander Ferraro. Coming on Monday, October 9th, 2023. Tales of the Monster Hunters Podcast, Volume 2, Issue 3. The Team Up. This presentation of Tales of the Monster Hunters Podcast has been brought to you by Giant Monster Productions. Copyright 2023. To contact Giant Monster Productions, email them at giantmonsterprod@hotmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Giant Monster Pro, Instagram at Tales of the Monster Hunters, and on Facebook and YouTube. If you have enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, please subscribe, like, and favorite so you never miss an episode. 